this season, there are five London-based teams competing in the league. How many London-based teams competed in the very first Premier League season? This is the Ball and All podcast. Hello and welcome to the Ball and All podcast, episode 57. You've got myself, Flows. Yeah, myself, MK. BNF sends his apologies. I know apologies are. He sends his apologies. He's busy. Where is he? Is at a festival, isn't it? What festival yeah, is my festivals. Man skanking out. No idea, you know. Probably some, Bro, they know what out, some house something. thing. <laughs> it's, right, it's that barely September, man. I thought a festival season finished. I know, but you know he's on those, like, he listens to that mad music as well, isn't it? <laughs> now, he loves his trippy house music and, and thing now, so. Uh, what's your weekend been saying? Just family stuff, man. Just family, just trying to keep up to, trying to keep up with football, but mainly, like, yeah, all family stuff, having people coming around, people coming from Manchester, coming down, visit and shit like that, so. Now it's been, uh, been a good one, like, needed that kind of support, obviously, with United losing and that so it's good to have that type of family support around you in it bro you need that that consolation someone to just give you that hug and someone exactly. to give you <laughs> tell you that it's all gonna be okay but obviously we'll come we'll come to that later we'll come to that later uh i want to start with no, actually yeah. i don't know do we start with the do we start with the big score line you start, start with the big quiz, score line was we'll start that? with a quiz. Oh, yeah, true. No, maybe we should go with a... Yeah, so... All right, how many teams... How many London teams were in the first Premier League season? Uh, just from memory, I'm going to mm-hmm. go with... Uh, back then, there were more yeah. Northern teams than Southern teams back then. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's how I remember it. I'm probably wrong. So, I'm going to go with... Back then, there were... I'm going to go with... It's either five or seven... I'm going to go with seven. Okay. So it's, all right. All right. Can you name them? Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal. Yeah. West Ham. I ain't saying nothing, bro, because I ain't told you if your answer's right or not. <laughs> no, 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 okay. Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, West Ham, um, QPR. That's it, actually. That's all I can do. So i <laughs> five. Uh, so wait, you saying five or seven? You sticking with seven? Did two of them? Oh no, Wimbledon. They were a thing, so that's six. And then Crystal Palace, seven. Boom, seven. Boom. Okay. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> you wait, said five or seven. It was six. Ah, <laughs> oh, right in between. So West Ham was the yeah. West Ham was the one you got wrong. So it was QPR, oh. Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, Wimbledon, and Palace. I had a feeling uh, West Ham. Yeah, yeah. Oh. that was mad when you said five or seven. <laughs> I wanted to laugh from. I was like, how you managed to get it on either side, either side. Uh, yeah. So, but what game? What game we starting with? Well, yeah, let's talk. Obviously, biggest scoreline of the weekend, isn't it? All right, cool. We'll go with that. All right. So here's me, and um, you know, people can call me a hater. People can say I'm a hater or whatever. Probably am, but I felt this. Scoreline had more to do with Watford than it did with City. I don't feel like I watched the game and obviously City played usual levels, but I don't feel I saw an 8 0 of like excellence. Like that is some of the best football I've ever seen to smash somebody 8 0. Uh, number one, first of all, uh, I think this Takeshi 6 9 situation is going too far. I think that like, 
how's man snitching on Watford's tactics to get a lower, to, to, to DC sentence, man? Come on. Man, they gave it out, they, they were straight through, straight away, man. That's, nah, that's, that's too far. But, Kike Sanchez Flores is a member of them Trey Bloods, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then Tracy Mushy, man, and they're going to be coming for him now. So that, but, man, that was terrible, man. That, like, yeah, it was more to do with, it's more to do with uh, Watford than than Man City because Man yes Man City did they did their thing mm. everything was on point yeah but, <clears> but they didn't they, it didn't seem like they was going hell for leather like they pulled out like an amazing display like all right, their first goal the whipping from De Bruyne was was sick standard stand De Bruyne then there was the penalty and I think there was one Bernardo Silva goal that I thought was alright that was Nang but the rest of them I was just like. Yeah, it is what it is. Like, and just like the, goals. the only thing I will give City credit for here is the fact that to be five nil up after twenty minutes, now uh, that that's a that's a mad feat itself. And to oh no no, that's amazing. That. That's that's that most teams yeah. after three nil after three nil after um, what ten minutes, they will because there's that you know like in Spain there's a professional there's a bit of a professional courtesy that you don't keep going and battering certain teams and you kind of leave it a bit respectful. Yeah, you just kind of stop. Like, yeah, yeah. Like... City, just, City, just, City just thought, nah. Yeah, but gonna, I understand like, it. It just comes down to goal difference. Let's, exactly. let's get it now, isn't it? Let's get it today. Exactly. Like, yeah, I just... And you know what? You know, usually, if you're looking at like a four or five nil at half time, very rarely do you get any goals in the second half or more than like, say, maybe one, like just as a little cap off. But... I mean, obviously they took their chances. They they played great. You know, Sterling wasn't even on the pitch. Um, it was, yeah, they did brilliantly. But Watford, for a team and a manager whose philosophy is based around defence and structure, they had none. You know what the the Watford owners, man, they got they come like a fifty cent on power, isn't it? They <laughs> they have, they have a manager. They change him. Just that 50 cent, add the song, change the song, then change it back. And at the end of it, they're still shit. <laughs> it's like the whole <laughs> thing's still shit. That's a good one. Like, it is. Um, yeah, I guess I don't boy, I don't know what, what they can do. Because obviously, they, you know, that fight back last weekend against Arsenal, everyone was like, all right, cool. They're going to start picking it up. But And I know it's just City, but 8-0, come on. Wait, how much? What was the... Who did they beat in the they beat in the the thingy the cup last year? Yeah, they, they was that City team? City no, 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 not in the final, not in the FA Cup final. In the in the Carabao Cup, they played over the two legs in it. Didn't they only beat that team. It was like a League Two team. Didn't they only beat them like nine yeah, nil? Rotherham or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, you're a Premier League team and you got beaten by like one less goal than that. It's ridiculous. But. but City still didn't manage to get the record, and the fact that they were five 0 after twenty minutes, they should have probably gone for the record. Yeah, nine 0 still stands. Yeah. So yeah, Pep, Pep still ain't got he ain't got every record yet. Nah, but it's only a matter of time. But I mean, you know, talking of records, Aguero hundredth goal at the Etihad. Where where is he now in the Where is he now in the list? In the Premier League strikers list, or even the Premier League players list, like. Is he the best striker the Premier League's ever seen? Me personally, yes. By really? far, he's the best. Yes, really. And yes, yeah, like, who's who's coming thingy to him? You're gonna what? You're gonna say Henri? Yeah, that's the that's pretty much what people come to. And for me, number one, he's won more titles than I know. It's, it comes down to the squad, but he won more titles than him. He scored more goals than Henri. He just he's adapted his game 
to suit the actual team as well. It's not just not just um he's not just scoring like he's not doing a share away, just scoring goals and not helping out. He's doing he's all round game helps. Like he scored a goal yesterday and then he got an assist as well. This guy will um he's involved and yeah, I think he changed striking to another level. I know, because, like, again, I think, like, there are extenuating circumstances. Like, yeah, he's obviously playing with a much higher calibre of players than Henri was. Henri had Henri had a, a couple guys around him. Like Bergkamp? Yeah, yeah, like I said, like, like Bergkamp. Like Perez? Yeah, Bergkamp, uh, Perez. Yeah, so yeah, good guys behind him as well, yeah. Bruv, he had a good team, you know, a team that went got, un- unbeaten as well. Pl- Aguero's got plenty more good guys around him. Um, he's got... Yeah, but it's, it's not just this season, remember? There was a couple of seasons ago, he had dead players around him as well around the, around the city team so he's and he's been consistently banging gold yeah he's been consistently season. but for me as well I think Henri had more like he is uh, you know and like you say he can make assists and stuff like that but at the end of the day he is like that fox in the box guy and Henri had more in his locker Henri was more of an all-round striker and like I say, if you're going to look at number of goals, you do have to look at the opportunities that come their way. Like he is in a team that is wholly dominant and they're getting many more chances. I know Arsenal went unbeaten for that season, but it wasn't even like they were smashing teams. Like they were not smashing teams in that season. You know, they had yeah, a good few a, draws in that. There was one nils, two ones. Here's a question for you then. Go on. You're building, you're building a team from scratch, right? Yeah. Obviously, like a fantasy football team, you had the players mm-hmm. at their prime and you've got a certain amount of money to buy. Obviously, yeah. you can only fit one of them two in. Aguero yeah. at, at top level, Henri at his prime. Who are you putting in? Depends on who else is in my team, but... No, no, like, no, no. no. Henri. <laughs> oh, no, no. Henri. They're the first selection, in it? So you ain't even got the rest of your team in it. Henri. Because he can yeah, do like more. He can do more. Like, he can do more in all areas of the pitch. And like, yeah, of course, Aguero is a better goal scorer and a purer goal scorer. But for me, Henri, with his all-round game, his skill, his finesse, uh, that made him a better one. Like, Aguero, probably close second. Like, he's the best out-and-out striker that ever. Like, you know, shit's all over Van Nistelrooy, Van Persie, Drogba, those guys. But I still think Henri had just a little something else as well. <laughs> no, Aguero. It just has to be. Is that like he's when you need like how many times? I know Henri bailed out Arsenal, but you, like towards the end, he was even looking. He's looking for a way out because he couldn't bail him anymore or whatever, and he just wasn't yeah. doing stuff. But Aguero just, I don't know. He's just that icing on the cake. He does like he just. But that's it. He's the icing on the cake. He's never him. had to. He's never had to bail City. Maybe back in the early early days. But now in their prime, since they started winning championships and leagues and stuff, since they started winning titles and stuff like that, he's never had to be that guy to bail them out because there's others around him and he's always going to get that top level service. Like, you know, like Enrique, again, um, well, maybe Aguero would still bang yeah, in, okay. that, in that Arsenal team. It, it, if you put Aguero it, it in that Arsenal that, team. It's that that possibly puts Henri on the yeah. um, percentage of team goals. That they're involved in. Aguero is 24.52 percent. Yeah. Only 29. So he's he's involved a lot more. Than all yeah, that's... and that's what I say because he had a all, he had a more of an all round game, and you could find him outside of the box, and you could find him dribbling and taking players, and you know, you see what he can do. I don't need to talk about it. We've we've all seen what he can do. 
But then just look at the players that Henri was. I know obviously they looked like they were high quality players that he's running up against then. But remember, like you look at you look at the thing he had. Um, he had the short ass goalkeeper that he loved that made it seem like a good goal. When he did Bartes, <laughs> he had um, the goal he scored against Liverpool where he made Carragher look stupid. Is that Carragher? Man, Carragher ain't making it in today's like today's football leads nah. You're not that level. Yeah, but you can't start near. You can't. You can't start like today, that day, that day, because that's what that was the that was the pinnacle of defending them days. That was the pinnacle of defending. Because (laughs) all all Henri did, everyone, everyone got done. He he come in from the side. He pressed R two and he just killed it. That's it. So (laughs) he had that finesse. And yeah, look, like again, what percentage look the percentage inside and outside of the box offers more all round for me. But like I say, obviously at the end of the day, we can't deny Aguero is one of the Premier League's greatest strikers. Like he's gotta be he's, he's probably top three selected like off the bat for anybody that I that knows football. But I don't know if he's the best. Nah. I'm still I'm sticking with that. If anyone yeah. wants to actually try to disagree with me, hit me up in at MK underscore BNA podcast. But nah. Aguero make you give this man some abuse number one. tell him he's wrong. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, last thing I wanted to touch on for City, though, uh, not to do with the game or not to do with stats per se. Uh, you see what happened with Bernardo Silva today? I think it was, <laughs> it was today, right? Yeah, well, madness. Um, obviously, madness. for people listening in that don't know, he tweeted a picture. Is it Mendy? Is it a picture of Mendy when he's a kid? Who's the player? Yeah. He, uh, so he tweeted a picture of Benjamin Mendy when he was a kid and he said, guess who? Next to some... It looked like some kind of logo, which was basically... like a, It was like a gollywog, basically. It was a gollywog-looking, one of the stereotypical, big lip, black, fat, round characters. And, uh Yeah deleted it soon after then after he deleted it he sent a tweet saying uh it's getting so that you can't have jokes between friends now i'm not going to debate whether it's right or wrong because like clearly like you shouldn't be tweeting that out well i'm not going to debate whether it's right or wrong to compare the pictures but if benjamin bendy is cool with that and if that's the kind of relationship they have should he should he be able to post it out there you know what? I've just quickly googled what the that Congitos is. Yeah. And I just wanted to figure out what like I thought it was just a word yeah, get, and get something some else. Yeah. But when I've just googled it now, it's actually their chocolates, and that's what's on that show. That's the logo of the chocolates. Yeah, exactly. yeah, big, that's what no, it no, looks no like. Cho- yeah, no, no chocolates that begin spin. So it's like on part part of me, yes, like the fact that he's deleted it clearly shows that you know what he understands that. There's an issue. There's an issue there, and it's not that there's a racist thing. And obviously, knowing yes, they're chocolates in Spain, but you know, Spain have obviously a history of of a lot of racist stuff, and even across across Europe and that. But then, obviously, you you also got to take into consideration his relationship with Mendy, and if these type of stuff, Mendy's obviously French from the European thing, they might have a different see into stuff like this. Yeah, like, but, might... then, but shouldn't you keep that relationship between the two of you? Like, send it in a WhatsApp, bruv. <laughs> like, you know, send it in a WhatsApp. 
I just but people people feel the need to to send to put stuff on Twitter, which I don't on not just on Twitter on social media. They feel the need to put stuff out there. I don't understand why. Yeah, well, that's that's. I guess that's a generation. Like I say, that's a generational thing. Like it's not even how. Like, I guess he is. What is he? Twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, just twenty five. Twenty five now. Yeah. Yeah, but also the other thing. Obviously, you brought up that it's a, a Spanish. It's a logo, Spanish chocolates and stuff like that. Do we have to start taking that into context as well when we're looking at these kind of things? Because obviously, we've seen like a lot of Spanish, South American even some european players get in trouble for this kind of thing and they're always like you know well in my country this is cool or like you know this is the way things are and obviously some of those countries have high instances of racism but again something like this my man sees and he's like oh that's that chocolate that i used to eat when i was a kid like you know it was like a funny logo or whatever like i i i, I believe that there was no racist intention in it he just thought it was funny. Thing is, even, even, even with that chocolate, there's a white chocolate one. It's white. It's, it's a white. Is it uh, the same guy, but white? Yeah, same guy, but white with big red lips as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so even then, see that that kind of uh, that kind of that kind of changes the thing as well. But yeah, I'm just. Oh yeah, there it is. Oh, that looks even you know worse. What? That looks even worse, bro. But I'm just what like, do we have to take? Do it's we have an to albino guy, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, so it's still black. Do we still have to? Uh, do we still have to take? Do we have to take cultural context into account in these kind of things? It depends because, like, in, who are you going to ask for that? You have to then go back to the I don't know place of the country Origin, which yeah. the people are from, and I what go and ask a hundred people just to find out if it is a cultural <laughs> thing. Because I like, I know like Luis Suarez was like he was saying that it's a normal saying and stuff and thing, but as you said, if some of them like. Look at the Inter Milan guys with Lukaku. They come with their cultural thing and say, "Oh, because you are so good, we have like this is how people are show they're showing you respect by giving you racist like racist comments and stuff." And that's, yeah. like obviously that's how they're trying to bring you down and they're trying to say that's part of their culture and blah blah blah. It's no, you can't. It, it I well the way I see it is you come to if you're in England, you kind of have to follow play by England, the rules. Like, yeah, play by the rules here. So mm. the way yeah. I expect the FA to. It's a shame, but I expect the FA to to hold like keep the same energy as they did with Suarez and do the same thing to him here. I, I don't know. Five, I don't know about. It has to be. It's it's straight nah, thing. Nah, 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 nah. But that's the thing. Like, I think is this one not one where like a warning could like to, like I mean I agree with you uh, in the essence of it that like you're over here, it's a different set of rules. So you know you have to abide by those rules. But shouldn't there be like a, a first one? Like I say, if it's something like madly racist, then yeah, of course you get the band, you get the fines. But if it seems like in this one, like you know, he thought he was having a joke, but it was a joke he was making that isn't cool. Surely it should be a case of look, we're gonna make you understand now. You know, maybe send him on a racial sensitivity course or something like that. But you reckon it should be game bands, bro? Game bands. Yeah. <sighs> boy, boy. Nah, I think that's too harsh. For me, I think that's too harsh. Like, I know it did something wrong, but I think there should be a level of tolerance on this one. Or not even just a level, not even tolerance. It should no, not I don't want to say tolerance. Tolerance isn't the right word, but um I think a more a gentler approach. A gentler approach. Okay, then to... maybe then maybe on the thing 
you look at his all round behaviour and all con all his conduct and in in since he's been in English football and, and even actually prior to that, you look at that and yeah, see yeah, how he's exactly. well then if, you know, if there you is anything to... that stands out, then then you hit him with a book. If not then well, you make sure like yeah, he does go on the racial awareness course or something. And that's it, because character does come into account. Because bro, boy, you know, if like Joey Barton had tweeted that out, like yeah, fuck <laughs> the throw the book at that guy, bro. Because like, no, but, he has a but history. then isn't yeah, it's a history. So isn't it? Is an example then? Um, what's his name? Uh, Griezmann. Mm. He come. He obviously he's done blackface a few times. And then so you're gonna say what? You gotta take his character into thing or whatever. Or you gonna say nah, that's just straight wrong and something should be done there. No, again for me, bro, like that shit isn't cool. Like again, that was what he was. Uh, he was dressing up for a fancy dress party, right? And I, I still don't understand because, like, when I was a kid doing fancy dress, I ain't paint myself white if I was <laughs> a white character. So I still don't get it. And I guess again, it's like a cultural, contextual thing here. But let man know that yo, that shit ain't cool. Like in no uncertain terms. But I don't know if you should necessarily be punished because you're stupid. Like yeah, if it so was a calculated, a... if it was a calculated thing, if my man was mocking somebody or it was a calculated thing to take the piss, then yeah. But if my man's just an idiot and doesn't know the way things run, educate him and move on to. I wouldn't say the biggest upset of the weekend, but an upset. Spurs to us. No, Spurs won, Leicester two. Uh, what happened? What happened to Spurs? Not just to, not just yesterday, but what has happened to Spurs, bro? You know what? They're, um, <clears throat> I think they're like, they don't know where they're going, and I think some of the, there's a, obviously clearly the team is fully unsettled, and so I, I think obviously they had the transfer thing, which, which well, last week we were kind of, well, I said that with Ericsson staying, the transfer, European transfer with no clothes, they're now settled and they can move on. Clearly, that's not the case. And <laughs> what I've heard from somebody that is kind of close to the to the Tottenham, um, like, kind of, not, he finds out stuff about Tottenham. And he mm-hmm. kind of has a close ear to them. Kind of saying the actual whole thing stems down to, comes back down to, you know what, um, when Trippy was saying, oh, there's something inside the that's, Happening in the dressing room, this yeah, 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 in the dressing room, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. apparently, or behind the scenes. Sorry, you said it comes, it, it comes down to the Champions League. Um, what's it called from the semi final? And the semi final, obviously, Moro bangs in that mm. hat trick, yeah. gets him through to the final. Then the final comes, then Harry Kane was injured, but then he comes back and then he demands basically to come straight back into the team. Poch listened, put him into the team, and apparently, that caused a major rift in that team. Especially Tottenham then went out went to play that game and was shit. Then they went on to lose. Yeah, they went on to lose, they were shit. And apparently that's they've not recovered from that. And apparently there's a huge rift in the players in that that within that camp. Well, I would like again, that would make sense to me because and also like I don't give a fuck captain, golden boy, England dude or not, like you don't put one player over the team. Um, I guess, you know, maybe it was just the fact that, you know, Kane looked my man in his eye and was like, I'm cool to play, but it's a Champions League final. Like, you know, it's not like a, a home game against Burnley. Do you, do you take that issue? Do you, uh, do you take that risk? But also, 
like we're talking about Champions League final. This has been going on for a long time. I mean, I was just digging around and looking. So like, you got Arsenal and United, yeah, who are two teams that we're that everyone's saying are in crisis. These guys are in crisis. So Spurs, little facts. The last time they won an away game was January, and that was against Fulham, and everybody batted up Fulham, home or away. Then I went on to look at the last twenty games. Very like. This was before this was before today's games. I did this yesterday, but still. The last 20 games, Spurs have had seven wins and in total have accumulated 25 points. That's from last season down to this. In that same amount of time, Arsenal have had 10 wins and have accumulated 34 points. United have had eight wins and have accumulated 30 points. So if Arsenal and United are in crisis, why are Spurs not? I guess it just doesn't seem like that. And... <laughs> Yeah, because it doesn't seem because not every. But this is the thing: we're not not everyone's focusing on every single result like they do with Arsenal and United. There's still this thing about Spurs that they're the plucky also runs, but they're not anymore. But it's it's because then they're, they're they're still not seen as a real big team. Yeah, what? That's, what? I think that's the difference because like obviously United are still seen as a major force in football. So them doing badly that sell that sells like crisis sells. Arsenal yeah, yeah, have yeah, yeah. Arsenal it's again like fan base and all of that Arsenal have a big they're a big club so then anything that they feel that sells and it gets you like newspapers printed they have obviously Arsenal fan TV pops off because like, every time they lose the fans go mad so you have that Tottenham they've just moved to a big a new stadium they're on the verge of like trying to come up into the big into the big boy but they're not there so then it's like when they could come in, like, even like that whole, um, when Leicester won the league, right? Arsenal were the, Tottenham were the one chasing uh, the chasing thing. But then still people were saying, oh, that was Arsenal season to win, to win the league, but not Tottenham. So it does come down to, Tottenham, Tottenham is still not recognised as, they're not big boys yet. But this they're is like, the thing, bro. There needs to be a difference. Like, Arsenal United are big clubs, cool, because of what they've won. But Tottenham, mm-hmm are a big team like at this moment in time if you're talking about a team as in the players that are in there bruv how much you think that Tottenham squad is worth they must be edging towards a billion with the guys that they've got at least 500 between 500 mil and a billion they have to be worth and like I say consistently been doing it for how many years like they might not be a big club in terms of the history and the trophies and stuff like that in the same way United and Arsenal are but this whole thing that they're just like you know like they're 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 the plucky little team that are are punching above their weight that shouldn't be the case anymore like people are praising how well Pochettino's been doing it and what he's been doing over the last five years they are, to all intents and purposes, like the third best team in this country. They should be judged accordingly. That's, nah, that is true. That is true. But it's a, I don't know when they when they spurs things up. It's just not seen as a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> just, that is it's, true. It's they not a normal that, everyday yeah. thing. So, but it's like yeah, you still you just expect the melt. Like the, it's a crisis for everyone else. City lose one game, crisis. Like, mm-hmm. but just yeah, for them it's just not. They're just it's seen as normal. So that's the, I guess that is it. And, uh, possibly it's not even Tottenham; it's the rest of us fans and the media. We got to we got to readjust our way of thinking for Tottenham, and we got yeah. then put the pressure on them and say like, "Nah, you guys actually, you're shit." <laughs> you're not the same levels as well. 
But that's it. That's it. Because right at the minute now, they're struggling and floundering the same as, as all the other guys. But, I mean, it was a surprise. Although, I will say this. It's the best game of football I've seen this season. It was amazing. Like, end-to-end, some great play. And Leicester, Leicester deserved to win it. To be honest, if Tottenham had won it, I'd probably be saying the same thing. But Leicester, when you look towards the end, when you look at the stats, Leicester dominated Leicester actually dominated the game. Um, Smashed them like 16 shots to 11, seven on shot target to four, eight corners to two. It's, and it got me thinking and I was looking and I know obviously this team won a title, but could this Leicester team be a better team technically and talent wise than the title winning Leicester team? You know what? In that sense, right, I am impressed by, obviously, the main striker stays the same. And yeah, and the teams. goalkeeper does. Yeah, Goalkeeper stays the same. But for me, it comes down to certain key positions. as to So, like, majority of the midfield, I would say, are better now than they were then. Yeah, definitely. But like, t- having Tillemans and Madison in there, they're definitely better. They're an upgrade on thing. Yeah. Perez, is still, he's still got to show his thing. Um, yeah, but we know um, what but, we know of Perez. We know that he's he's a quality, you know, he's got quality. But then my the areas that I say definitely, and these are big things, indeed he ain't shit on on um indeed he ain't shit on, oh, uh, on Kante. On, obviously. And you know Kante was three people in one, so obviously that Barnes ain't shit on Mares. So that's another Mares is probably two Barnes's. And then the main thing, uh, I know he's young. Uh, that is Soyinji. Yeah, uh, yeah. Defender. Uh, go back and put the what's the Jamaican guy called? Where's Morgan? Yeah, that's it. Where's Morgan? Where's Morgan? Where's Morgan? Then was is definitely better than him. Mm, so, but then it's so, Morgan better than Johnny Evans. But I wasn't compared. Like that was. No, but, Johnny, yeah, but when, Johnny Evans is in that back two as well, bro. Johnny yeah, Evans. Yeah, Johnny Evans was a huge finish. He, yeah, Johnny Evans is better than you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not saying he's better than um, that Sainchi. Obviously, they lost. Um, they lost Maguire in the summer. But yeah, yeah. That, but, that yeah. doesn't. That doesn't seem to have affected him too much. But because that guy stepped in. But, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if... Maguire back then. I would. I mean, not Maguire. Um, yeah, Morgan back then, I'd definitely say he he would fit like that young the younger Morgan then. You put him you put him straight into that squad now. So I think all those, those He was even that players, young at that time. Yeah. Yeah, no, those three. three players, uh Morgan, Kante, and uh Mares would walk straight into that team and they would improve that team. But you telling me you think Wes Morgan would improve the team, even though we know what we know in what we know now is he had the best central defensive midfielder in the world in front of him. If you you because remember, even back in them days, Morgan's got no pace. Morgan has no pace. Like he's got good yeah, positioning. But Yeah, good good Yeah, good good positioning. And then also look, he was he's a leader. He he shouts and stuff like that. And he talks, he may, he he ushers the, the ah, defense. He kept, he kept things in line. So so for me, anyway, those three players, they walked straight into that team. And if they were in this Leicester team right now, you could actually say that definitely they would be certified top four. I think if all three of them went, but looking at them individually, I think Kante, 
yes. Mahrez probably yes. But if you were to just take Wes Morgan now and put him in that team with Ndidi, that 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 midfield in front of him, no. I don't think Wes Morgan's though- doing a good a job. If 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 again, if he hasn't got that protection before him, if he's got Ndidi in front of him, and Ndidi's good, don't get me wrong, Ndidi's good, but like we're saying, he's no Kante. I think you take Wes Morgan and you put him in there. I don't think he does as good a job as he did back in... Even if you take that 15-16 where's Morgan put him in there, I don't think he does as good a job. Might have to throw that as a question now, isn't it? <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe Twitter. But to my mind, I think there's more potential in this Leicester squad now than there was in that one. And obviously, once the 15-16 the, the started winning and that winning mentality came and stuff and they moved along, they got better and better. I just think, like I say, I think there's more potential, more talent in this squad collectively than there was then. So... You know, I think they've got a good shot at... I think they might have a good shot at top four. They might do. They're actually also equal to points to uh, to the 15-16. Little tidbit there. They're on equal points as 15-16 uh, Leicester were at this point. I don't know what the games were like, though, but still. They just thought they didn't have a Liverpool or a team like that running away with it. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, it's unlucky for them that like they're now, at the time, with two of the most dominant Premier League teams... Uh, we've seen but um I let's move it on from a little side now I don't want to spend too much time on it really but from one top six contender to another apparent top six contender Everton uh, Everton I think have Everton only been top six over these years because no other teams stepped up and wanted to be in the top six because they're at the same level they've not moved forward but they're crap now (laughs) I feel like every other team has raised their game except for Everton I think the manager needs to watch it because I think it's either um, it's either him. Mm. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, no, not not Garcia. Um, what's his name? Silva. Silva. Marcos. Yeah, Marco, Marco Silva. Silva. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, either yeah. him or yeah. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the next manager sat. <laughs> it's either them two. I reckon it's either them two, and I reckon probably more likely him. I mean, Ole's yeah, got I'd, injuries I'd, and stuff. I'd, as it goes, it's him. It's no, him. He's going to be the first. Because he's had, he's had longer as well. Yeah, yeah. He's had longer at the club. He spent money. And they're not, like, you would have expected them to walk all over Sheffield United in of this course. game. And they don't, they just don't, they, I guess they, they just, I don't know if they're not buying into the manager or they just lack of ideas, but they're clearly just, it's not, it's not working. It's not functioning. So I think something has to be done. He has to move on. Because I'm looking at it and the only two teams that they've beaten this season so far in the Prem, uh, Watford and Wolves, both teams who we know are having trouble. Watford are awful and Wolves are having trouble reconciling, being in so many different competitions at the same time. So the fact that they've got two wins under their belt this season doesn't even really mean anything either. So I think, yeah, you might want to put a little money on that, on him being the next one. Another team that could take their spot as European hopefuls or contenders, West Ham. Obviously, earlier today, West Ham 2-0 winners, which, although I will say this, it wasn't as embarrassing as uh, the last time this fixture was played with Mourinho when it was, what was it, 3-1? That game, West Ham were completely dominant. They were good in this one but I think they could be a dark horse for European football this season or at least a top eight finish no 20 right West Ham do have 
a good squad. They have a good, good squad. They have a good manager. So they are back. Like back obviously, before they moved into um, the new stadium, the, the London stadium. stadium. Before they moved, while they were at Upton Park, that was a stadium that you would go to. It'd be a tough game, and you would like teams would struggle. If you mm-hmm. lost there, it's not a surprise. Yeah. And, or if if you if if your team won anyway, it's a it's a hard fought what a hard fought battle, and yeah, you're happy to come away with a one nil win or something like that. So now the London Stadium has not been obviously they mean kind to them to start with. They've been they've struggled in there to start like settling in and stuff like that. Obviously, fans still wanting to wanting to be back, and they've got the running track. They don't like being so far out. Mm-hmm. But it seems like now they're starting to get used to it and starting to. It's becoming, it's starting to feel like home. So then, yeah. then they're getting that rhythm and they're getting that more consistency there. And so, as you said, they beat United there last year. They're beating United this time. Yeah, I think they're going to be, they'll definitely at home be a lot more consistent. It's how they travel away from home. But yeah, no, I think they can definitely, they could definitely make it in, like, into a European spot. It's interesting that you talk about the, the stadium feeling more like home because uh, one of the things, and I can't remember now if this was something that Pellegrini had insisted on, or it was. I think it was a negotiation that took a, a long time between Gold and Sullivan and, uh, and the council. But uh, I don't know if you noticed that they've changed the colour of the uh, basically the carpet between the, the pitch and the, and the, the seats. They've changed it to to claret or to claret and blue with the with the logo, whereas before it was just green. And uh, they're saying it gives it a much a better feel like obviously when it was green it made the pitch it made it look like the pitch was so much further away but uh now apparently Pellegrini's ringing in a lot of changes but like you're saying I mean they've got some serious talent in that in that team and they do have a, a top a top tier manager <laughs> he's done it at some big teams um I think yeah like you say if they can keep their away form ticking along and if they don't make any silly mistakes I think they they could be one of the teams kind of running up there alongside Leicester. They made some other good signings as well. Like having obviously having uh, getting Haller, who's looking yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's good to see Yarmolenko back. Obviously yeah. after his after his like long term injury from last season. Yeah. So now we're now we're seeming like we like that's the second goal of the season, right? Yeah, that's him again. Yeah. Yeah. So he's now get he's definitely coming into the into the string of things. Mm-hmm. Then. Yeah, so like obviously Rice keeping the thing going, Noble looking like a midfield general as an old school like that United team made like made it look like a like a Iniesta, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Like, they definitely they definitely do have a good they have a good team and they have a good foundation. So and they yeah. still got guys like Lenzini to come back, Masuaku, Antonio, even Winston Reid. Like one time he was bossing it for them at the back. Um, they've got depth as well. They've got depth. Like, oh, jeez. Like, what, Balbuena? <laughs> Forgot about that guy. And like you say, yeah, Lama Lenko, Yeah. Um, I, I hope they do well this season. I hope they do well. They've got too good a team not to. All right. Um, so, yeah, you had Tottenham lose. You had United lose. Uh, made it the perfect opportunity for Arsenal to gain some ground. And in true Arsenal fashion, they decided they didn't want it and tried their hardest to throw it away. With yeah, you know, um, yeah. Obviously, with Arsenal on that comeback, right? Gotta mm-hmm. say, Arsenal are the biggest one-man team there is. You know, you're talking about Aubameyang. <laughs> yes, and this is 
I know obviously it's a team game and he didn't score all the goals, but I'm just gonna read out a couple of things for him. Okay. Uh, Arsenal this season, how many points they got? Uh what? So that win puts them on eleven? Right, so they got eleven points. So let me just read out this, right? Uh Abamian scores the winner against Newcastle. That's three points. Mm. He scores the winner against Burnley. That's another three points, so six points. Six points. He scores the equaliser against Spurs. That's one point, so that's seven. Seven. He scores two goals against Watford, which got one point. Eight. <laughs> then he got the winner against Villa, which is another three points. Eleven. Oh, <laughs> shit. So without him, they're, they're nothing. They're one-sided team. One-man team. I mean, oh, boy. Uh, that is, that's mad. Um, yeah, I do think... Like, as badly as, you know, United and Tottenham seem to have done. I know United and Tottenham lost and Arsenal won. I don't see them doing much this season now. I really don't. Like you say, throwing things like that out, all it takes is an injury or for him to go through a bad run of form. What do they do? Who do they rely on? I mean, obviously, you know, you've got Lacazette there, but... You know it's, what? It's, it's not it's not all a doom and gloom for Arsenal as, as people will make out, right? Because, number one, they had a guy sent off. They were 1-0 down. They had a guy sent off at 41 minutes. Yeah, else. but that, that's, that's on them. <laughs> that, that is on yeah, them no, no. It's, it's, it's on them. But let's give them the thing. Look, they, uh, Pepe finally regi- opens his account, gets a yes, goal with yes. penalty. So he gets that. Then, what's it called? They go 2-1 down. And they have the fight, fighting power to still come back. you got to give them the plaudits for that. So that's the... No, no, to go to go behind because to to go behind the second time round, you got to think they are ten men against eleven, so that that that's understandable. But then still with ten men, you have fought and you've not just scored one to get an equaliser, you scored two, and you've won it. Like goals coming in the eighty first and the eighty fourth minutes, so they're, they're still fight. Like even when they got the second one, they weren't content with that. They still went. I know there's obviously people are are trying to say like with um, Una Emery. He's a bit of a fraud, especially when it comes to defense, the defensive side of things. He's rubbish. But you got to admire that the fact that they had a fighting spirit in them to still come back and to still go on. So in that sense, if they do... um, in Like, yeah, I can see them... They, they should be the better team... Like, the, the, the better team to push, definitely, for, for top four. Alongside with Tottenham, probably. Cause they're, more, they're more settled than... They're definitely more settled than United. And compared, well, we'll see that obviously next week when it's United United versus Arsenal. We'll see like mm-hmm. which team like what level. Then you look at Chelsea. Even though Chelsea they're playing well, but they're just kind of oh. like with United. You can't you can't rely you can't rely on a lot of young players and stuff. So they're gonna yeah, fall yeah, off. Yeah. Especially once winter comes, they will drop off. Arsenal have, apart from that defense, which is shaky, as long as they keep um, Socrates, um David Luiz, Zaka, away from that squad, they, they, they've got a good chance. But this is the this is the thing you talk about. Oh, they had the heart to fight back, but a I'm saying they went behind twice to this newly promoted team, and b where was that heart last week against Watford, bro? When they were already two nil up, as just as easily as they showed heart in one game, they could show absolutely nothing in another. If they were showing they were, that every single game, then I would agree with you. But you can't, you can't, you can't say that. Come on, where was where was Man City's heart against Norwich last week when they got beat three two? But then they can come back or Watford eight 0 The same. It's a, that that like, you can't. Were they two? Were they two up against what, the worst team in the league? 
No, no, but they still oh, lost. Fatima Man City is color, but they should be doing like they shouldn't even be losing to to a new no, 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 bro. The thing is that Man City result was an anomaly. The Watford Arsenal result wasn't. That wasn't an anomaly. The only anomaly. Just... Nah, the only anomaly about it was the fact that Arsenal threw away a two 0 lead. If you didn't know anything about that game and you were like, "Oh, Arsenal drove Watford to all," you'd be like, mm, "Yeah, sounds about right." <laughs> like. Obviously, the Man City thing that like people see that that is a, a a freak result, but nobody looks at that Watford result like that. I don't know, man. I think I think people, you know what? Just as we're a bit too lenient on on Spurs, I think sometimes we're too harsh on Arsenal. You know, like we don't. <laughs> you know, we, maybe we, so. that, I, maybe I think so. we're way too harsh. I think and another team. Just think, think if this was United, right? We'd be kind of talking about, oh, it's a sick comeback. It was this. It was that. You'd be talking about the. But in the positive, but because it's Arsenal, you're like, mm, but there's still this, or but you just look, you look for them <laughs> things, and it's just always that. So I don't know. This is Arsenal. Arsenal fan TV caused this because you're always looking for that negative because that's the talking point. But yeah, they were working progress, and I know Unai Emery's not getting a lot of love out there, but you know what? He just has to do the bare minimum. I think they'll get fourth. Yeah, I mean, for, like you know, for what it's worth, I, I I I do like that dude, and I think if he gets a chance to shore up the defense, you know, in January or next summer, I think he could do well. I think again, Arsenal were in the same kind of position as United and and uh, uh, Chelsea, as in there's a few players there that shouldn't be there, but you can't get rid of them right now because you can't bring in the replacements. Like yeah, like you look at the likes of Xhaka. Should Xhaka be still be at that team? Probably not, but that's what they've got to to deal with for now. Uh, they can't ship them out wholesale, so yeah, maybe it is a a bit too too harsh a look, but still, still, it's Arsenal lads. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apart from that, obviously today Chelsea Liverpool, but it went pretty much the way I thought it would go. Chelsea managed to get themselves on the board, but at the end of the day, Liverpool, what's that? Six out of six, full points. That's unbeaten still. Yeah, unbeaten run. And uh, the form they're going on, I don't see them stopping for a while. Because I, I I don't know what team which team is going to stop them at the moment. I know obviously winter's coming, so things could change completely, <laughs> but... I don't see. I don't like the next couple of Premier League games. You know, I don't know. Stop me when, yeah. stop, no, stop me when you think they're gonna drop points, right? Sheffield okay. United, away at Sheffield United, home to Leicester, away to Man United, home to Tottenham, away at Aston Villa, uh, then home to Man City. There is where. I'm not even 100% sure about that one, but I think that one will probably end up being a draw. But with the state of City's defence right now, Otamendi and Fernandinho, they could even take that one, bro. They could even take that one. So if they go past, before before that City game, right, if they go past Leicester, Man United and Tottenham and get all three points in each game, mm-hmm. just give them the title now. Just give them the title. Because it doesn't even matter. Like the thing is, as you said, with the with the with City losing the main defenders, they will drop points more. Even even though they won eight 0 
there were some shuddy defensive moments and that one that was the other thing I forgot to be like in the first five minutes of that game, Watford could have equalized and gone ahead. Like there were chances. The defending was awful. Like you see that Delafeu when Edison had to save it because he made Otamendi look like an idiot. Because like as it stands now, Liverpool could afford to draw that game and lose the reverse fixture and still still be a point to the good. <laughs> But then is the other thing, though, where hopefully where Leicester, Man United or Tottenham can definitely do something. Man like Adrian is fucking shy. Oh, <laughs> he shy. Is fucking he's not shy. as good as Alisson. He's not as good as Alisson. No, they, 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 Alli- nah, they need Alisson back quick. No, no, Great they time. do. But like, obviously he's not tier one. But like, I don't think not being as good as Alisson automatically makes you shit. Like it doesn't like well, man all is, I know is some great saves for them left right and center. Look, if it wasn't for VAR saving him today, it would have it should have gone to one one, and that VAR is questionable. It's a that was questionable. People could say like depending when the freeze frame happened or when the ball was kicked, he could have been on, he could have been off. So it's very like questionable. But he should have done regardless of the VAR thing. He should have like whether it's offside or whatever. He should have just like he should have been more commanding. And stuff, mm. and he and the, the thing is, he's yeah, he's pulling off great saves. Like he pulled off a couple of great saves in Champions League, caused it, but he's causing mistakes as well. So I think he he is a weak link, and the more that he keeps playing, I think the more uncertainty comes to that defense because now you're seeing certain things with um with uh, Van Dyke like again in Champions League, causing him being at fault for a goal because it's I don't know they don't have that full confidence behind behind them. So I don't know, I but that, then is that what it is? Because then this is something else I'm saying. If Van Dyke was in his last season form still, would Adrian be tested as much and letting goals leak? Because Van Dyke, and don't get me wrong, he's still top notch, but he's already in this six games that we've seen, or seven if you want to include that Champions League game, he's not the levels that everybody's come to praise him for. No, but that's that's the thing. I'm not like you can't. All of Van Dyke's performances last season, yes, he was immense, but you have to give a big shout of like big that that same like if if Van Dyke goes and wins the Ballon d'Or, yeah, he should really build. He should have to take a quarter of that and give it to Allison, really, because the thing is half of the stuff like if you got a goalkeeper behind you talking, telling you, directing you stuff like he's because you as as a defender, yeah, you can see everything in front of you. But if a guy makes everyone behind or whatever, like Alisson needs to, he's the one shouting and telling you, directing you. So I think Alisson in goal made Van Dyke a lot better. And then him being out is kind of exposed that, you know, Van Dyke's good, but there's certain things that are not not quite there. So, and yeah, Adrian clearly is not is not Alisson. So that's where it's lacking. But once once Alisson probably comes back, I think they'll be more settled and they'll do, better, they'll do a lot better. Okay, okay. That's a good point. That's a very good point. And I mean, uh, I'm not even sure when he's due back, but we'll see what happens when that when that does happen. But for now, even with Adrian and Van Dyke not being 100, percent they're still six for six. So, boy, unstoppable. On to fantasy football. It's been a been a good week for some people. I'm not going to count it's myself as one rub- of those. Been a rubbish week for me. Really, where you at? Where you at? It's so annoying because I had Harry Harry Wilson in my team. I took him out. 
and he scores. <laughs> I had the. I, I did that as well. I took Harry Wilson out, and guess who I took him out for? Mason yeah. Mount, bro. I was hoping Mason Mount didn't play because I had I've got twelve points sitting on the bench, and I needed Mason Mount not to play, and then he does play and gets two points. Annoying. That killed me as well because if Mason Mount hadn't played, I would have had yeah another eight points come off the bench, and he's a prick. So, like, I don't even see the point of him. Uh, but the highest points this week goes to Eden Venio, pace and power. You were just literally round at mine, chatting shit, talking about uh, this season, his season, doing the Liverpool thing in it. So he's getting all excited already. But he's fourth in it, about this season, his season. Fourth. Right. Yeah, giving a big talk in that. The lowest points this week, though, goes to... We're not even including the last person, obviously. Nah, 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 nah. We know what he's about. So then after that, uh, it's a joint. There's two people. Uh, 33 points Michael Shirley's Shirley's <laughs> drag race and uh, Tom Preston's 50 shades of O'Shea uh, <laughs> two 30, 33 points guys need to step up man but all in all you either did you ever did great this week or you did average with yeah the average there's no football. in between there's no in between it was uh, it was a terrible week it was a terrible week but we'll go again next week how the, how the hell is Aguero Scoring like scoring only one and assisting one in a game that's eight 0 Come on, man. Yeah. Well, how is Sterling not playing at all? Man, that's understandable though, because they got to rotate. So him not nah, playing, that's nah, like you know what you can kind you can kind of take that. But nah, Aguero, you're playing, so bloody score. Nah, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Ruin my week. Yeah, right. I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, that's it for this week. Join us again next week. In fact, follow us on Twitter. Who's the best striker ever? Aguero or Henri? Or throw somebody else in. Maybe you're a Kevin Phillips type of guy. We don't know. If you are, please stop listening to us. (laughs) Bro, the rudeness. The rudeness. All right. We'll catch you again next week. That was Flows. I'm MK. Peace.